This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, USDA sprinkles some fertilizer on its growing efforts at diversity. An immigrant woman of color who once ran DARPA and NIST takes over the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy. And DOD thinks of new ways to help soldiers fight inflation. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Friday, September 23rd, 2022. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. The Agriculture Department releases a roadmap for achieving its diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility goals. The agency has six new focus areas for the next several years, covering everything from building a more inclusive workplace culture to collecting better data on diversity. The strategic plan follows the recent USDA Equity Action Plan, which established an equity commission at the department. The agency says it built the roadmap based on feedback from employees and stakeholders. The chairman and ranking member of the Senate Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee introduced a bill codifying open source software as public infrastructure. This will put open source software under the purview of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, putting it in charge of making sure vulnerabilities like those discovered in Log4j don't harm the federal government or critical infrastructure. The White House Office of Science and Technology Policy gets its second permanent leader under the Biden administration. The Senate confirms former Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency Director Arthi Prabhakar to lead OSTP. Prabhakar also previously served as director of the National Institute of Standards and Technology, She'll take over for the last permanent director, Eric Lander, who resigned after an internal investigation concluded he mistreated staff. Prabhakar is the first woman, immigrant, or person of color to serve as OSTP director. A new survey of inspectors general highlights the continued challenges and opportunities around data. Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us more. The Labor Department's Inspector General estimates unemployment insurance fraud during the pandemic topped more than $45.6 billion. But that could have been a lot less if federal, state, and local agencies could have shared data more easily. A new draft survey of IGs from the Association of Government Accountants found data sharing remains one of their biggest obstacles. Respondents say they face challenges in getting the data, like the Social Security number that was used to apply for unemployment insurance in 29 states. Then the IGs say the underlying technology to analyze the data also needs attention. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Google has named a new executive to head up its three-month-old public sector unit. Karen Dayhut joins Google Public Sector as CEO, succeeding Will Granis, who returns to his prior job as Chief Technology Officer of Google Cloud. Dayhut arrives from Booz Allen Hamilton, where she led its defense business. Earlier, as an officer, she was controller for the Navy's Biomedical Research Institute. Google established public sector in June to help federal, state, and local governments with digital transformation projects. Lawmakers want to secure funding for offices that help with everything from natural disasters to federal recruitment. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman reports. 
Bipartisan senators introduced legislation aiming to boost collaboration among federal agency offices that are located outside of Washington, D.C. A new bill would authorize federal executive boards, or FEBs, meaning they would receive stable funding from Congress. The senators say the bill would establish a reliable interagency fund for board office operations. FEBs work with agencies to support federal workforce development through things like internship and apprenticeship programs. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The GSA Acquisition Policy Federal Advisory Committee will focus on three work streams over the next year to suggest short- and long-term improvements. At the committee's inaugural meeting yesterday, GSA named 28 members from a broad set of backgrounds, including former Hill staffers Troy Cribbs and Richard Butel, to state and local government experts, to large contractor senior executives. The recommendations for how to embed climate and sustainability considerations in federal acquisition will come from the work of three subcommittees, which will focus on the acquisition workforce, acquisition policies and practices, and industry partnership. The Justice Department finds Veterans Affairs Department employees cannot be sued for providing agency-approved abortions. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. DOJ's Office of Legal Counsel tells VA that its interim rule on providing patients access to abortions is a lawful exercise of VA's authority. The VA, under its rule, can only provide abortion counseling or services in cases of rape, incest, or situations that endanger the life or health of a patient. VA Secretary Dennis McDonough says DOJ determined that states cannot penalize VA employees through criminal prosecution, revoking their medical credentials, or civil litigation. I think this OLC opinion makes very clear the protections that are afforded VA providers. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Defense Department is taking several new steps to help service members cope with high housing costs. Troops living in 28 high-cost areas will get automatic increases to their housing allowances next month, and the Pentagon, by January, will review all of its housing areas to make sure the allowances are keeping pace with market prices. Among other initiatives to deal with costs of living, DOD says it's also boosting subsidies to commissaries so they can cut the prices service members pay for groceries. Find these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Friday, September 23rd, 2022, I'm Peter Masurlian. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.